Prove it, fam. Soon to be named some other name. It is I, Aaron. And I am so excited for today's show. This show is really special. So this is the month of May. It's Mother's Day week or the week post Mother's Day when you'll be listening to this. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. And I was thinking about who I could have on this show. And I thought, what better way to celebrate all of these things than with a woman who is a mother and who has really had to work on her mental health in the past two years because she is a stroke survivor. My mother, Janice Holbrook. Yes, it is my mother, my very own mom. Now, I asked my mom, who's been retired for a few years now, to put together a bio. And this was truly one of the cutest moments. She spent a lot of time on it. So I will read you said bio word for word right now. Janice Holbrook, a.k.a. my mother, has had a long list of jobs throughout her life. Her very first job was a proofreader for the local newspaper. She tried sales jobs and discovered that that was not her gift in life. She tried her hand at secretarial work, but that wasn't her cup of tea either. Janice was a music major in college. Now, when she became a mother, she decided to begin a music studio, an entrepreneur. And as she moved from one town to another because of her husband's job, a.k.a. my dad, she became involved in preschool education. Now, Janice got her certification in music education while raising two children and working at a preschool. She was director of a preschool in Michigan and became the music teacher at two preschools in South Carolina. Janice has been involved in community theater and is involved with her church through various committees, choirs, and children's activities. And she is currently retired and enjoying time with her children and grandson. Oh, mom, love ya, you cute patoot. So I wanted her to come on this show, as I mentioned, because it's Mother's Day. And, you know, I felt like we were there, family. I felt like you needed to meet the person who birthed this. And I also wanted to talk to her about working parents because she was a working parent. Her mother was a working parent. Clearly, I'm a working parent. And so today's episode is we talk a lot about mothers, but I want this to be I want us to be aware of everyone. There's all different types of parents out there. And I want us to just be aware that when we say moms, I want to encompass everyone. This is inclusive of all parents, but she is my mother. So I'm talking specifically to her about her experience. This show is so special to me and I'll tell you why. We're going to talk about, like I said, working generations. We're going to talk about the future and what she thinks about work for future generations. And then we could talk about her surviving this stroke, which if you're a listener of the show for a long time, um, in the very beginning when I started the show, my mother had a stroke and it was truly one of the scariest experiences of my life. I consider myself a spiritual person. I've never prayed harder than when she went into emergency surgery and that was in the ICU to remove a blood clot to her brain. And I will never forget my dad and I sat in the parking lot of the hospital because it was during COVID. We couldn't even go in the hospital. Their preacher from their church came and we just sat there and we just prayed. I was on my knees begging for my mom to live. And 
She made it. Obviously, she's here. It was a road to recovery. It took her about a full year to recover from this stroke. But my mom is my best friend. She is my rock. My dad now calls me his rock, and I told him to call me um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson because of that day, because we were just so, so fearful that she would not be here. And to have my mom come on this show to have her just have the self-awareness that she does is a real miracle and something that I feel so grateful for. So today I'm letting you into my life. This is my mom. So let's hear from the one, the only Janice Holbrook. Are you a leader or change maker inside of your business, organization, or corporation? Are you looking for new, innovative ways to drive morale through the roof? Are you looking for fun and exciting icebreakers, team building exercises, and activities that will foster team growth, friendships, loyalty, and completely transform your organization from the inside out? Have you been searching for a fun and unique way to create change instead of this? same old dry, boring leadership books and icebreakers that aren't actually working. Hi, I'm Erin Deal, business improv edutainer, fail fluencer, and professional zombie who is ready to help you improve it. My mission in life is to help you develop teams and leaders through play, improv, and experiential learning. In this podcast, we will deep dive into professional development, team building, effective communication, networking, presentation skills, leadership training, how to think more quickly on your feet, and everything in between. We have helped everyone from Fortune 500 companies to small mom and pop shops transform their business, their leadership, and their people through play. So grab your chicken hat. We are about to have some fun. Welcome to Improve It, the podcast. Mother Janice. I'm going to call you mom. Welcome to the Improve It podcast. Are you excited? Yes, and a little bit nervous. Why Why are you nervous, mom? Because no telling what you're going to ask me and I have to answer. <laughs> well, the Improve It fam, soon to be named something different, is going to welcome you with open arms. So just lean in. It's just you and me. Just you and me on a FaceTime with the microphone and I'm sitting in my podcast closet. You're sitting in the frog in our house with earbuds on. That's it. And no Jackson to talk to. I know. I'm sorry. This is not going to be fun for you. This is how it works now. Improve it, fam. My mom (laughs) doesn't even want to talk to me anymore. Just her grandson. So, all right, mom, let's let the improve it, fam, get to know you a little bit. We're going to do a game called five Mm -hmm. facts. So here's what's, Okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do a little ditty. Okay, a little cheer. And then after I do that little ditty, oh, you know it. Okay, good. Then you're going to give <laughs> us five interesting facts that aren't in your bio. They can't find if they go to your Facebook page because that's your only social media. So are you ready for your five facts? Just whatever comes to mind. As ready as I'll ever be. Okay, here we go. It goes like this. Five facts. Five facts, five facts, five facts, five facts. Mom, what's your first fact about you? (laughs) (laughs) 
She likes to laugh. That's fact number one. I'm speechless. (laughs) (laughs) What what is your fact? What's your first fact? I like to sing. Number two. I like to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. I love my grandson. Oh, okay. Number four. I love you too. And Jonathan and John and Shannon. Well, thank God. And number five. (laughs) (laughs) And I thank God for all of us. Oh, okay. All right. She prays. She prays. All right. Give it a round. Yes. (laughs) Good job, mom. You're nailing it. You're nailing it. See, we're a giggly family. We're a giggly family. All right. Well, I wanted you to come on the show and... I know that you are a listener. So how many episodes would you say of the Improve It pod or even when it was failed it? Have you listened to? Not as many as I should have. Good answer. Good answer. I have listened, but uh, I got off track for a little while. Who was your favorite guest? No, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. Well, you can. You can. I know who you have a personal favorite towards. You can say. Who? Raven. Yeah, Raven. I can't think of the last Miller. Name. Raven Miller. Episode, no, we'll Raven have to go Miller. back. Yeah, episode. And I, and I listened to her um, sermons. YouTube. YouTube yep. sermons. She She's is awesome. Good. She is fantastic. So when I asked you to come on today and I said, Mom, I need your bio. It was really awesome. You wrote down a list of all the jobs you've had. And fun fact for everybody, my mother is now retired. What was that like to write down all of those jobs? What did you learn about yourself in that experience? Well, for one thing, I'm exhausted from all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, I learned that I have done a whole lot of good things in my life, and I'm proud of myself. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And do you want to share your age on this show or do we not want to go there? I'm a proud 68. Whoa. Yes, you are. Okay. Because I could have not been a proud 68 a couple of years ago. I know. Well, we're going to talk about that. I know a lot of people who've listened to the show might remember my mother having a stroke in 2020, along with all the other fun things that 2020 brought us. So we will definitely talk about that in a little bit. I want to stick on this topic, though, of of work. And you, mom, first of all, are an amazing mother. So kudos to you. But you didn't always work full time. And that was intentional. So when I was young, You worked part-time at home teaching voice and piano lessons out of our house. And you wanted to be around for Jonathan, my brother, and I, which was awesome. But you worked from home, Mom, before it was cool. Did you realize that? So why? Yes. (laughs) So why did you choose to do that in that period of life? Well, I felt, I have always felt that being a mother is the most important job you can ever have. And it is a lifetime job. Even though you're a mother yourself now, I'm still going to be your mother and tell you what you should do and shouldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, got that, you got that job duty figured out real well. Check. But, but I just, I wanted to be at home to guide you. And, and I didn't want to miss anything in your early years. 
I wanted to see you walk and talk and train you in the way that you should go, so to speak, and yeah, just love you. Oh, well, I felt loved. I feel loved. Jackson doesn't feel enough love, though. Can you please give him more attention? I'll do my best. Okay. That is sarcasm for those of you. It is is a detoxation process when her and my dad (laughs) leave my house. It's like a one-week Papa Gigi detox. So let's talk about, really quick, your mom. My Granny Dot, we called her Granny Dot. Her name was Dorothy. So she was Granny Dot. And she was a single parent for most of your parenting, right? Or was she, when you were, because I know she's single parented for the younger two, but was she working when you were home? Yes. Mama worked second shift all of my childhood. She worked at Anderson Independent in the uh, teletype department back in back in the day before we had computers and whatnot. She worked second shift. We had babysitters because daddy was also working second shift sometimes. And then he later did work first shift. Um, mama, mama did. <sighs> mama was working i all and i went to college she was still working so mama worked until she would full time somewhere until she retired mm-hmm. and i was married and had you and jonathan and so yeah and, and then she, she worked, worked part time when she was retired she would do the bookstore so yeah what did you learn about work from watching her mama did the best that she could she had to do a lot of things. She had to be, in addition to working to make a living, she had to be somewhat of a, without going into great detail, she had to be two parents. And um, I admired her. She worked hard and she said what she thought, but, you know, yeah, she was, she was honest and she was hardworking and she loved us and she did her best. Yep. We called her a tough old granny because she also had cancer and then she beat cancer, but she was sassy as all get out. She would just let you know when you when you messed up, you would know it when you did something great. She would give you a little sass, but she was awesome. She was just a wonderful little spitfire of a human being. (laughs) And that's interesting because, you know, I've thought a lot about this, Mom. I've thought about the way that you showed up and you worked while we were growing up and then how you evolved into more of a full-time job once we got a little older, how you did the preschool. I've thought about how Granny Dot worked, how our so dad's mom, we called her Granny, she worked full-time. So we've mm-hmm. come from this generation after generation of working women, which is awesome. What do you think about myself being a very full-time entrepreneur and a full-time parent? Well, I'm a full-time entrepreneur and always parenting is a full-time job, but what are some things or some observations that you've witnessed watching me grow and scale and prove it? Well, number one, I'm very proud of you. Oh, mom, stop, keep going. (laughs) You have done really well. You took a 
took an idea and a dream and you've run with it and you've made a career out of it. When uh, COVID hit, you were panicking, you and your team worked together and you came up with a whole different plan and you made it work. And you're, you're just an inspiration to me, really and truly. And you're pretty good. Not <laughs> Wow. You can't see me improve it, fam, but I just made a very shocked face. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and you're, a, you're an excellent mom. And I, might add, and I might add that John is an, is an excellent father, too. Wow. I am going to have you on the podcast more often when I think you're judging you me. I'm going to be like, Mom, we have a podcast recording at 2 o'clock. Jump on it. Wow. These are things I and, didn't know. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that you think I'm judging you. But I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. You're, bis- <laughs> you know, I, you're not. You're not. It's a, every every parent judges a tiny bit because you're like, how would I have done this? You know, I judge. Yeah. We all judge mom. It's a thing. Judge Judy judges. We judge. But I will say that's really kind of you to say. And I think, you know, I do work a lot. And a lot of women out there listening, we work a lot. And we also raise children. And we also Mm -hmm. have families and friends and social Mm -hmm. lives. And we have communities that we're a part of outside of work. And that, to me, is something that I feel like uh, a lot of women carry an invisible load. You know, there's this invisible load that we don't talk about. And we're too busy to talk about it. That's right. And we... You know, I just did a keynote yesterday, a virtual keynote with a group of women, and it was our F words at work keynote, and it was all about failure. So we don't, shocker, our spoiler alert to HR listeners out there, we don't swear in said keynote. But we were talking about things that, you know, we as women have felt like we failed at. And one of the most overwhelming responses was, we feel like we have to be everything to everyone. We have to show up. We have to show up at work and be 100%. We have to show up as parents and be 100% spouses, partners. We have to show up to our communities and give, give, give. We have to be the person with the baked goods, which I will never be the person with the baked goods. You were never the person. We're not the baked goods parents. No, we're not. But You did not get the uh, good Southern cook gene from me. I did not. And I, to be honest, I don't want it. It's not fun for me. And some people love it. It's just not my thing. But so I think that's really interesting because generationally, women in our family have been working parents, working moms. Obviously, I'm having you on the show around Mother's Day. And I think that's there's something to this invisible load that we as women carry. What do, you, what do you think about the invisible load? Is it something you've witnessed in your own life? Yes, yes, indeed. Between part-time jobs and mothering and housework and cooking, because, you know, I'm also of the generation that um, the woman did everything. Your generation, I have to commend you, your, your parents, husband and wives, or, or whatever, whatever responsibilities. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you have equal responsibilities and you share duties. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of work. I would come home from uh, play for play rehearsal, and 
you and your brother would still be out of the bed. Now, when you say play rehearsal, tell them what that means. Well, I've been involved in community theater since mm, since Greenwood, since we were lived in Greenwood. So I've been involved 20 years or more, give or take. Shocker, Mom. I'm 30-something. I'm in my late 30s. So it's been 30-something years. Okay. <laughs> But dad would, he would bathe you, but he wouldn't put you to bed. And he would feed you. Don't mean to talk ugly about you, dear, but he's not going to listen anyway. (laughs) 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 Oh, truer words never spoken. (laughs) But that's just that it was a different time. So your generation, I commend you. Well, and I think each relationship, yeah, each relationship is different, right? So maybe yeah. people in your generation did that and just yeah. didn't work for you and dad, which is fine. We still felt very safe and loved. I had clothes. Somebody wiped my butt when it needed to be wiped. So thank you, mom. Thank you. All right. You are welcome. And I don't, and I want to say that your dad did other things for me and for you that didn't involve. I know. I'm going to send him this and be like, press play. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Dad, we love like, you. And like your dad still helps you with lots of business things now. So dad yeah. has other good dad has other good qualities. We're, we're not dissing on dad. No, dad's my mentor. You know, that's how and my yeah. and just improve it, fam. Just so you know, my dad still is full time. He owns a business in South Carolina successful business and he is my my go-to on all things business the stuff that i don't love to talk about my dad likes to talk about so that's that's where i go i know to go to you for parenting and i go to dad for business and it's like you know you can tell who i need to talk to i'm like can i talk to dad and you know it's going to be about taxes and then you know i talk to you i'm like mom help with jackson you know kind of a deal so let me ask you this So do you think that women today have it easier or harder than your generation when it comes to work? There's no right answer. Probably harder because you can be more, many more things than we could. We could be a teacher or a secretary bank teller or something but you have many many more options well i mean you could have also been a doctor you could have been you could have done a lot i just think you're right there are and the internet did not exist oh god i'm so glad the internet did not exist not that i did anything i would want anybody to know but I mean, it's it's a different working world. Like you had memos, yeah. you didn't have email, you had typewriters, you, you had didn't have computers, type everything. Yeah, and telephones. It, you commute. You commute communicated by telephone, but it wasn't a text. Yeah, and I, I mean, people had home. You just got rid of your landline. I mean, what a world we're living in. So <laughs> let me ask you this: What is one? thing or a piece of one piece of advice 
that you'd like to give to any working parent. Now, I say working mom. I'm going to throw this out there. Working parents. This is inclusive of all genders because all all people can be parents. So to any working parent out there listening today, what is one piece of advice you would like to impart? Be patient, be kind, and know that this too shall pass. Okay. Meaning if they're in a hard season. Yes. Yeah. And I'm so glad, Mom, you didn't sing. I hope you dance. Remember when you did that at one of my I can do that year? now if you'd like. I mean, give them a little ditty. Give them a little taste. Let me, ask, let me just preface this. So in my senior year of college, we had like this mother-daughter tea situation. And every mother had to get up and give some some advice to their daughter in front of a room of, of moms and daughters. And mom kept telling me she was going to sing the song. I hope you dance. Who is that by like Leanne Womack or whatever. And I was a dancer. So I, she kept threatening to sing the song like, cause she is a vocal musician. And I was like, no, please don't. So you can give them a, give them pray that fam a little taste. Go ahead. Okay, well, you know, once she's there and said, no, don't do that, I had to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and everybody you know. loved it. Well, you didn't I do the whole song. The, you read it. I didn't you read the, this. I read, I read the words to the poem because I don't even remember the tune now. But yeah. the chorus was, I hope you dance. I what? hope you dance. Wow. And I don't remember that either. That vibrato, Mom. That is on point. On point. Vibrato. Thank you. Thank you. Granny Dot spent a lot of money for me to have that vibrato. Beautiful. I sing on this show, as you know. So you're everybody, you're welcome. You are welcome. So I'm wanna <laughs> I wanna take this home. I wanna fast forward 30 plus years, okay? And let's mm-hmm. say Jackson, your grandson, my son is listening to this from Mars on his commute back to Earth because we're all going to be working on Mars. What (laughs) advice would you want to give to him 30 years from now? First, be very careful. Yeah. Wear a a seatbelt on that spaceship. Two hands on the wheel, Daddy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He does tell John that. (laughs) Just be himself and... Be kind again. Yeah. And really be careful. Yeah. A little a little worry wart mixed with kindness. I love it. Yeah. Well, okay. And let's also talk about this because you, you alluded to this. A lot of women listening, a lot of parents listening are struggling these past couple of years. Mental health is a huge topic. Balance is a huge topic. Boundaries are a huge topic. So If you listen to this show for a long time, you may remember I spoke about my mom's stroke because it happened in late June of 2020, just when this podcast was a way little infant. And speaking of infants, at that point, Jackson was not even a year old. So what did you learn or what did that stroke teach you about your mental health and about priorities in your own life what can you tell us about that oh my goodness well the stroke occurred because i went to the hospital to have a procedure for atrial fibrillation and a blood 
clot broke off and went to my brain. And so, and then we had, then I had several TIAs, which are uh, like mini strokes. And then I had to go back to in for cert for the uh, another procedure to clear up the last stro- uh, blood clot. So, and I don't remember a whole lot of what happened during this stroke. It was a week or two that all this was going on. I really don't remember a lot of it. And I'm sure that that probably is a blessing. And then I had to go to um, rehab for another couple of weeks. Spent most of the month of July away from home. But it was an awakening that at any point you can be healthy and happy and then all of a sudden your health is compromised, that you need to uh, live life to the fullest. I was depressed, I will say that, and I was given medication, which is a good thing. And don't be ashamed if you need medication and you need help because if you were sick with a cold, you would take some medicine. So if you are depressed or anxious, seek me- seek medical assistance for that. It's not anything to be ashamed of. It's self-care and it's what you should do. As Speaking as your mother, mm-hmm. to all of your listeners, take care of yourself. And I had to do um, rehab. Rehab was hard, but it's better. I, For the most part, I am recovered. I do have a little, what I think is still a little bit of aphasia, because I will all of a sudden not remember a word that I want to say, like, like right now. <laughs> and I have a little bit of a stumble sometimes when I walk. But other than that, I am... For the most part, 98% recuperated. And I am grateful to the doctors and the nurses and the good Lord for all of that and for all the prayers that people prayed. Yep. And what do you think your mindset? How was your mindset to get through that? Because, Mom, you really did. When people ask me, I say she's made almost a full recovery. Like, I see small changes, very small changes. But what would you say your mindset was to recover because it is all mindset. Well, I remember that the doctor said to me in the emergency room before they took me upstairs to do the last procedure. He asked me, did I want to do that? And I said, you know, well, what else? What else is there to do? Let's do it. I just said, let's get it done. And, and in rehab, I had two of the sweetest little gals for rehab and they pushed pushed me just enough to make <laughs> make me do it and they were excellent and I just worked at it it was hard but I worked at it I was I was going to get better I was going to hold Jackson again I was going to be who I was again and I just worked at it and I had a lot of support Wow. Well, I love that mom. And you did hold Jackson. It was ironic because you came home 
on his first birthday. You literally got to leave rehab the day that we were having his first birthday party, which was awesome. So I am so glad that you have the positive mindset that you do because you always have given. I think that is truly where my mentality comes from is a combination of dad's stubbornness and your (laughs) positive mindset. And I I attribute a lot of your recovery to that. And I think a lot of people listening have known somebody who has had some type of injury, illness, whatever it may be. And it truly is a mental game. And I'm really proud of you, mom, for coming through that. I'm proud of you for even being able to come on this show, because I'll be honest with you. Two years ago, I was thinking I was going to have a different mom. So. I'm so proud of you for thank you. really pulling through all of that. Just know that. I, I thank you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. You know, I love you more. I love you more. I love you more. I love you more. Okay. Well, t- <laughs> you know, a big question we ask on this show is what is your it? Because we are improve it. So improve it can mean anything to you. It's your purpose. It's your why. What is your it? My it is to be the best human I can be. By doing what? By praying, reading the Bible, sharing with others, community and church work, just sharing of myself and uh, with others and just to be the best human I can be. I love it. And then, Mom, we always ask this question, but I know the answer at the Improve It Fam does not. How can people find you on the show if they want to connect with you, Mom? What is, what is, everybody just DM me. Ask me. I'll give you Mom's email. She doesn't have LinkedIn. She has a Facebook, but she just reposts a lot of memes. Um, yeah. And then posts them to my personal Facebook page. And she's on Instagram. Tell them why you're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram so that I can see pictures of Jackson and videos of Jackson. And that's really it. So she doesn't post. So if you want to talk to Janice or give her some love, send it to me. I'll pass it to my mom. Oh, wait. I want to say posting of those memes is my way of contributing to everyone's mental health, everyone's positivity, because i I just I like those kinds of memes, and that's what I hope will speak to others. So that's my contribution. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Mom. I enjoy them. I enjoy them, and you do it. She also has an amazing Bitmoji. I created it for her, and it looks <laughs> just like you when your hair was darker. Yeah, you're gonna have to change it for me. Yeah, we now are full gray, everyone. That's it's beautiful. But she did it when you had dark hair. Literally, the bit, it's the best bitmoji I've ever seen. Thank you. You're welcome. I helped you. You're welcome. No, you, you did it. I, I did, did it. it. I did it. You did uh, <laughs> I created it. I created it. Well, I want to say, Mom, thank you for being you, for birthing me, for always bringing laughter and positivity to the world. And for always making time for me and and actually making time to listen to this show, to come on this show 
And I am taking that wisdom and the love and putting it into little Jackson. So I know that you've poured some love into our audience today and they're taking it to heart and they're applying it to their own families. And I loved having you here. And as Jackson would say, thanks, Jeej. <laughs> Welcome. I hope you enjoyed that. You might have seen some laughter, some giggles. That's what me and Jan Jan do. We're a little giggly. But the most important takeaway for me from today's episode is that life is short. We as working parents have the ability to prioritize life the way that we want to. We have the ability to go to work and do what we love, but also raise the future generation of workers. So if you're a working parent and you're listening to today's show, I want you to do two things. Number one, I want you to, after this episode, clear your calendar for one day this month. Take a day off. Spend it with your children, stepchildren, whoever you may have in your life that you are raising. Take a day just for them. Take a day just for them. Because we work to give to ourselves. We work to provide for our families. Let's enjoy it, right? Let's enjoy that time. And then if you're listening to today's show and you have a parent who is still alive and with us on earth, I want you to listen to this show, hit end, hang up the phone and give them a call. Give them a call. Tell them you love them. I feel really blessed that I'm able to do that with my mom. And I feel really blessed that she was able to come on the show today. I'm so grateful you got to meet her and learn from some of the struggles that she has gone through in the past couple years. But more importantly, I'm so grateful that I'm able to pick up the phone and call her number. And I'm so grateful she was on the line with us today. So if you have a parent who is alive, and you even have a strained relationship with that parent, just give them a quick call. Give them a quick call. They're so important. You are so important. And you know what I'm going to say? I want you to keep improving. Find small ways every day to improve. Keep failing. Because the world needs that special it that only you can bring. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month. I'll see you next week. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to Improve It. I am so happy you are along for the ride. If you enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes to leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Now, if you're really feeling today's show and you've improved it even just a little bit, please take a screenshot and tag me at Keeping It Real Deal on Instagram and share it in your stories. I'll see you next week, but I I want to leave you with this thought. What did you improve today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I am rooting for you and the world needs that special it that only you can bring. See you next time.